What, what? I wonder what happens if you just like Donald Duck your way through the game. Donald Duck. Just a shirt. With just no, a shirt. No oh, hands. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> that's just that's not how they do their clothing. Yeah. There's a piece of clothing for your entire body. Yeah. And then there's like boots and gloves. What, what I will say is, um, Zero Dawn Horizon has the funniest like Skyrim joke. You know, instead of everyone taking an arrow, arrow in the knee. knee. Yeah. No. Every person you talk to that doesn't want to talk to you just says, I don't feel like talking right now. My brother is ill. <laughs> Like, every person will say that, and I'm just like, motherfucker, I know you don't have a brother. We've talked about how you're a single child. Talk to me. <laughs> like, that's been an in-game plot point. Nice. Right. <laughs> so now I just, like, I, I kind of almost want to, like, if, if I ever play Skyrim again, I think I want to do something like that, where it's, it's just, like, very, very responsive and, like, belligerent toward people. <laughs> so the guard's like, I used to be an adventurer like you, and then I took an arrow in the knee. Like, you pull out a fucking bow and shoot him in the fucking knee. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, now you're not a guard either. <laughs> this is the beginning of your, your, your Twitch streaming career, Andy. <laughs> I still actually would really want BB to win. Like I just love her. I do love. She her. won my heart. She didn't. She didn't. Win. She hasn't won me ever yet. I She's the not really season. a comedy queen. She's not at all. She's like a look, and she's a fabulous queen. Yeah, she tried. She tried so hard, and got so far. Yeah. But in the end, it, it doesn't didn't really, really matter. matter. God damn it! <laughs> she got so far, Bob, to lose it all. <laughs> but in the end. Stop. Doesn't really matter. Stop! I hate you both. Doesn't matter so much. <laughs> I, I, Bob, I, I put my trust in you. Stop. I pushed as far as I could go. God damn it! Hi, kids. It's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. <laughs> I'm Bob, and I just want to kill everything. Here's my co-host, Alex and Andy. Introduce yourselves. No, Bob. This, this. This podcast and this recording, it's all bullshit. You think I like the taste of kale? <laughs> Come on. I'm fucking dead inside. Uh, nobody likes the taste of kale. Nobody likes the taste. kind of like kale. You're weird. I, I actually like really like kale. I'm not even going to lie. I like spinach better, though. Spinach is wonderful. Yeah. But, like, I mean, fresh kale is, fucking spinach. Kale is food. Kale covered in soy yeah. sauce and sesame yeah. seeds. I've done that for food. a while. That is some good it, shit. It's mm. not it's inedible. Like, it's just like a big bowl of stuff. But I'm yes. like, do I really need to cleanse my colon that quickly? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, as a as a top who likes butt stuff, you oh. do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you need to send in one. the whole army of scrubbing bubbles. Andy hasn't even... actually introduced no, himself yet. No, he hasn't. We started riffing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even remember what I had. Uh, and I'm Andy, and I'm going to get the motherfucker on the phone. The phone. <laughs> Which, by the way, is like one of the best songs from one of my favorite bands, from one of my favorite albums, and I was so happy to hear oh. that song come up in the movie. Oh, such a no random more faith. movie. Although I was faith so disappointed, no but it wasn't. But it wasn't. How did they miss? How did they not use the Dave Matthews band for the for the murder scene? I have no idea, but that would have been amazing. I think they even used it later in elsewhere. Did in the they film. use it? I think they uh, did. What, you know, I think in, it was credits. In general, this film we have not yet named. Oh, mayhem. Now we've named it. Um, I think this the sound design. Of this this is. Strange, not bad, strange, but just like a constant wall of noise behind them. Right. They did not use silence no. in this movie. No, not at all. Well, in an office, None. But, but like it was just 
office buildings sometimes pump out white noise so that people yeah. will not hear others talking. Well, but, yeah. it's, but I, I don't know. It's, they it's, did it in my office. It's, yeah. a, it's a really, it's like, it's really, I mean, it's really dense. There's always something going on in the background. Yeah. There's always somebody shouting in the background. There's fuck just, you, fuck you, yeah, fuck oh, you, yeah. you're cool, fuck you. Yeah, and there's Which, just like this. Yes, they took from um, um, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. 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 Well, and or, this movie, I no, just. No, it was something else. Not Dazed and Confused. Damn. I don't know. I don't remember. You. you My point was just this yeah. movie at times was just that. a wall of just like it went from like yeah. weird sound cue, music cue, techno music cue, pop song, weird sound cue. And I yeah. was there were just times when I was like, you know, a little silence would have gone a long way. Yeah. I needed a couple moments where just the music cut. It just, I, I just need to collect myself. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yes. It is from Half Baked. Sorry. There we are. I know it was another stoner movie. Was that so hard? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You in the end, fuck you. I'm out. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Wake me up inside. Wake me up before you fucking go go. <laughs> Deep me. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I may cut that out of the episode just to make that the cold open. Because <laughs> you actually got a, like a scream out of me. Laughing. Go. Mayhem 2017, directed by Joe Lynch, uh, written by Matthias Caruso, with no, who has no other credits, really, sadly. Shorts. Because this is good. Shorts are real things, people. They are. They are legitimate film forms. Uh, starring Stephen Yun, Samara Weaving. Stephen Brand, uh, Caroline Chakizi. She's beautiful. Yes, she is. Yeah, gorgeous. Carrie Fox, Dallas Roberts, and a whole lot of Slavs because they filmed it in Serbia because it was cheap. Including I, the couple that was actually having oh, sex. Yes. I like Olja Hrstik. Hrstik? Olja Hrstik. <laughs> Obviously a nice Serbian Herstic name for him. Or Nina Senekar. Now I'm just kind of wondering because, like, maybe that's how like they found people who were willing to like fuck, actually fuck on right. Camera. Oh wait, wait. Surjan Pantelic. Surjan Pantelic. Yeah. 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 It's I, I apparently my my Slavic pronunciation is not as bad as my New Zealand pronunciation. Well, that's good. So where we have to we want to dive into synopsis or do we want to do we want to stay general? I, this, um, this all, is, all I really have to say about this for for right now at this moment is I love this movie. Oh yeah, this movie I is it's love me, this movie. This movie is crazy. a roller coaster for me, but it's just because it was, I didn't know how to feel at any moment. Now the, see, really? we, yeah, we, if I would liked it or if I hated it, I was so on the fence. I mean, so, don't get me wrong, that's not, that's a legit thing in its own right. It's yeah, cool. so <laughs> a little backstory. This movie, uh, a little backstory. We did we do have a lost episode of the Belco experiment. We do, yeah. <laughs> we do. So, and, and they it, might and remember it is, that it was it was my worst of the year for last year. Yes, it, it was. was because it made it me so. so I loved the Belko experiment, by the way. <laughs> I actually did not have a problem with Belko. So, but this movie it is different in that the Belko experiment was management is abusing employees. This is the the employees get to go after management. I mean, management was still abusing the employees. They were, yes. but now okay. it's like employee the, revenge. The difference was in the Belko experiment, the government was causing them to be locked in so they would kill each other. Right. In this movie, the government was causing them to be locked in so they didn't kill everyone else. Exactly. And, that. and honestly, this movie is <laughs> this movie is what I wanted the Belko experiment to be. Yes, and I can understand that. So. Like this is almost what the Belko experiment was selling. Yes. This is like a it Belko experiment so 
plus 28 days yeah. later plus extra like um, and, and yeah, can it, cause and it is basically actually, rage zombie no it's yeah no it's, it's Belco experiment plus 28 days later um, multiplied by Shaun of the Dead equals yeah. mayhem and there's there also are. there's also some The Office involved because it, it, yeah. there is yeah. they actually do get into the, like The Office politics and stuff in a way that Belco just was not interested no in. it was, everyone in Belco was made even and the worst of it the yeah. worst thing about it was because all of the reviews the, the people who said good things about Belco were like oh yes it's like you know a, a slasher movie but it's like it's funny it's like The Office too and I'm like, no, no, I didn't. No, it's really not. There it was has, some. I didn't get a lot of comedy out there of was, it. Though. It has nothing of, to say about that. It, most of the comedy just, in Belko experiment was like the Schadenfreude of watching people just be in really weird moments, right? right. And, and you know the and classical the, music the with heads exploding. The Which stoner again, guy. They stole that from Kingsman. Yeah, the stoner guy. The stoner yeah. guy was yeah. The heads yeah. exploding was definitely yeah. the one that we don't know how, exactly how he passed his drug test because you know that's a company. Well, that I, I would say they went to go drug test him and he was like, no, my brother wrote the script. You're hired. Ta-da! It's true. Yeah. yeah. But he had a good role on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. There you go. No one in this movie was in Gilmore Girls. No. Suck it, Mayhem. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhem is also the name of like one of those like uh, Scandinavian black metal bands. Yeah. That used to like burn down churches and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think actually they were the one where like one member of the band murdered the uh, another member of the band. I forget. Was that Mayhem? I think it was Mayhem. Or was it? It wasn't Bursum. No, it was. I think it was Mayhem. That would make sense. So much murder. I forget. Because it was... Uh, <laughs> I know. It was that one where the... Because I think it was like the singer was like obsessed with death and he used to like... He used to keep a dead crow in a bag that he would huff the fumes of before he would go yes. on stage. I do remember a lot of the story. He kept yeah. the guy... He killed the guy and he kept his skull for a while. That's right. Because it was like... I think it was like the like the bass player or something killed him and then the guitar player who was this dude named Hellhammer yeah. who I only gave a shit about because he was like seriously fucking hot. He's also super racist so I wouldn't fuck him. But at the same time I could kind of like maybe like put a decent human being into his body like an altered carbon. <laughs> like altered carbon, yeah. And then like I could like sort of sort of make this like this sort of um <laughs> sort of Norwegian homunculus hot guy with a bullet belt that I could just bang away on. Well I mean yeah. they he's a did homunculus take, he doesn't have a belly button. They did take the cop's grandma okay, and put her in like a giant biker like tattooed biker dude. In altered carbon, it's Wait, hilarious. So I had no idea where grandma, that sentence was going. A Mexican me. grandma. So if you're into like homunculus somebody's, fetishism, somebody's abuelita got put into a into a into a giant abuelita. Nazi racist biker. It's amazing. Aww. It was the most hilarious thing. Actually, that probably made the Nazi racist biker way nicer. Yeah, very definitely. Or much and, more and, angry. And, and, and yet much better to look at, and she's going to give you hot cocoa later. So mm. Mexican hot cocoa too. Yeah. It's better. Say, abuelita is actually a is actually a brand of. It is. Of Mexican hot cocoa. Is it really? It yes, is. it is. No, but seriously, homunculus fetishism. I feel like you just use like clay to cover up your belly button <laughs> and you pretend like you were made by an alchemist and, it's, and then you just have sex. Like, right. it's the easiest fetish to have. Pretend you're Frankenstein. Excuse me, the Frankenstein. Frankenstein monster. wasn't a homunculus. He I was have... made from born parts. Yeah, true. I have the strangest yeah. erection right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means this is a real podcast, kids. Yay! Well, there we go. So, so let's, let's go into the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird movie to synopsize. Synopsis. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be really, really, really word heavy up front because there's so much exposition, right. like right up front, there's and then after so that, it gets so much normal. exposition. So yeah, I'll, I feel like um, I'll apologize if, insincerely for if that. either of you know the musical You're in Town. That's like the musical equivalent of this movie. Yeah, I th- mm-hmm. I, th- I think I started listening to it once. I never made it 
very far. You have to I watch it. I have heard of it. I have not actually okay. seen so it. That show. joke just did not land then at all. That's no. Because you don't know, but like there's a song in Urinetown called Too Much Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> where they, they actually have to stop one of the characters from explaining things. It's like, whoa, Sally. <laughs> nothing ruins a show more than too much exposition up front. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, You're in Town is the best, like, commentary on musical theater that wow. no one likes because you actually have to, like, fully understand musical theater tropes to then yeah. get the farce of You're in Town. Otherwise, it's just, like, this it's is really pee. weird why they're talking about this so much. There's, yeah. there's so much pee. Not that much pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's judge. in the title. Don't anyway, kink shame. I'm not kink shaming. It's just my, not my thing. I mean, they're kink shaming. I mean, there you go. Synopsis! Anyway. <laughs> There's a place called the Rainforest that's totally gay. <laughs> South Park reference, anyone? South Park? I haven't watched South Park Getting on purpose Getting gay with kids is here. <laughs> oh, that's an old Yeah, it is. It's like third season. Third season okay. right there. First well, episode. Yeah. Right. Where Jennifer Aniston guest hosted. Oh, guest starred. Dates. <laughs> Uh, uh, Derek Cho, played by Stephen Yun, uh, tells the audience in a voiceover about the ID7, or red-eye virus, that has been spreading worldwide. Uh, it infects neural pathways, removing all inhibition and moral integrity, leaving victims at the mercy of their base desires. Derek works for the firm that handled the first known case of ID7, uh, the case of one Neville Reed, who stabbed a co-worker but got away with it because he was judged to be not liable. This virus crazy stuff. Not real law. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, initially optimistic, he's now worked his way up to a corner office in which he is fight club levels of miserable. Still really front-loaded with the exposition here. Yeah. Um, one morning, Derek goes into work to find that his favorite coffee mug is missing. He meets <laughs> Melanie Cross, Samara Weaving, who is battling a foreclosure, but he is unwilling to stick his neck out to help her. She loses her temper. I believe by this point she has red eyes herself. Yeah. And is hauled out by security. Derek learns that his boss, Kara the Siren, Caroline Chikizi, is throwing him under the bus for her own bungling of a case by another company called Vandacorp, a client. He goes to confront her, learns that she has taken his mug. Um, he insists on taking his case to the CIO and is promptly fired. Uh, he commiserates with his friend and mentor, Ewan, then is given official notice of his firing by The Reaper, played by Dallas Roberts. Um, uh, he was delicious. Okay. A lot of compression here. He's being he's being escorted by out of the building by security. They as he gets to the door, the building is locked down on quarantine because ID seven has been detected in the ventilation system. Everybody's locked in for eight hours while whatever weird antigen the CDC has magically cooked up is injected into the building's vents. But um, doesn't seem to work because right up until the last second of that yeah. timer, they're all still red eyed. Video right. game logic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie is a video game. It really is. It's, it's totally like, is yeah, amazing. it's like level, 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 boss, absolutely. boss, boss. It uh, absolutely is that. Mini boss. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so he snaps out, kicks the shit out of a security guard, gets dragged down to the basement by other security guards who beat the shit out of him. His friend Ewan comes downstairs to try to intervene, but gets killed with a nail to the back of the head. Yeah, I'm going to wreck it. Apparently, they just had no more money to pay him. He just yeah, got written much. right he out of the really, He was a really, he was so much fun, a really great character. Yeah. And you realize he's like completely dead inside, and then he got made literally dead outside, too. Yeah. 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 So that's that's probably, and that is maybe the a first good starting 30, point. It's like the first 30 minutes of the movie, but you, that's a lot the, happens. The yeah. setup for the whole rest of the movie, it kind of has to all come out. Much right. like the babysitter, 
a lot of setup leading up to like yeah. just a- anarchy fun for the yeah. rest of the movie. Yeah. You, you, and you, I, I appreciate that. You kind of have to go okay. with it. And really, your tolerance for this part of the movie is going to depend on A, how much you like Stephen Yoon. Uh, how, how, like, and I, the only thing I'd say if you're a Glenn fan, The Walking Dead. I didn't, yeah. I'm not a Walking Dead fan. I watched yeah. the first season and it was okay. He was okay. Yeah, he gets better in like the second, yeah, he's, third. He's excellent in this. I have a really limited um, capacity to enjoy voiceover. Oh no! This was obnoxious levels That's of voiceover. That's only because of what you do. For Actually, a no, it's not. It's as a, as a trope. I dislike it. Yeah. That said, yeah. I cannot think of any other way that they could have gotten all of this exposition out without having people just sitting around having these conversations. Right. And yeah. That would have been boring. A- having shit. lawyers talk about lawyer stuff. Yeah. So boring. Yeah. So necessary. Yes. I'll give them that. Like it they, annoyed me, but I'll give them that. Instead of like. The other option would have been instead of to front load it with the voiceover would have been to meter it through the whole film. Right. Yeah. The thing of it is, I think you have to get it again. This is a video game. So you kind of have to set that premise up front. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be like, why is everybody killing each other? So basically, you, then you're the first be... 30 minutes of the movie is a fucking intro cutscene. Well, the, I think kind of. the difference is instead it's of this, the, it's the tutorial. It's the, oh, my God. Press F to look for coffee mug. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like. This is a, um, the kind of horror movie where they're not going for scaring you mm-hmm. as much as showing you horrific things. Right, right. If they were trying to scare you, we wouldn't have voiceovered. We would have metered out this information. Yes. We would have started killing each other and then been quarantined and it'd been a big, like, what the right. fuck? It would have had to have played out differently, too, because at the, because the... It would the, have... It would have been like that. The case they were talking about was actually right. the ID seven case yeah. that no one wanted to actually talk about, and he would have learned about it as he went. And we wouldn't have, and we wouldn't have been following the protagonist quite in the way uh, we would have been following Derek quite in the same way that we do. Yeah, uh, we wouldn't be spending his. Why well, assume in that that because, version of the script, um, Melanie Samara Weaving's character yeah. actually would have been connected to that case instead yeah. of a completely different right. case that had nothing to do with anything. And I like I like the way that they've that they've gone instead. Yes. Um, it's again, the, it, it allows for the tone to be what it was. And yeah. I think which the, was needed. The tone is, is what makes this movie. I mean, in my opinion, the tone is what makes this movie work on the level that the Belko right. experiment did not. Yes. Work. But, but here's another thing uh, regarding this, this front loading 20 minutes. It's not, it's unlike, or it seems to be to me to be unlike, um, the babysitter yeah where you guys didn't really care for the first 20 minutes the first 20 minutes was still really well it's true so right they broke it the babysitter was like front-loading unnecessary information so we got like character plot yeah it was like um we were pulling up uh, the law reference would be these were character witnesses they weren't furthering the plot at the beginning of the babysitter they were just being like this is more about who this person is so that later Mm -hmm. on we put them in a weird situation you'll empathize i would argue um i would argue that that first because I remember when I went back to watch it a second time. You liked it more. I yeah. did because what the other thing that they're doing is that they are basically arming all of these little like Chekhov, yeah. Chekhov's jigsaw traps. Yeah. They were they really were like checklisting. Placing, yep. They're like they placing totally this, were. placing this, remember where the knife goes, yeah. remember where the where the toy car goes. Yeah, yeah. and where, that and, and that works it all for pays them. off. Yes. Yeah. So but knowing that there's a payoff this makes movie, it a lot easier to take. This movie in kind of a different path loads a lot of like good comedic performances. Yes. Like, this movie is not, like, loaded with fantastic acting, but it's a lot of good character acting. So, Mm -hmm. like, this is when you meet Kara, his, which I still really want to spell with a C, but it's totally a K. Is it? In the, uh, yeah. In IMDb, at least, it's listed as a K-A-R-A Powell. Her name is Kara Powell. Wikipedia had it with a C. (laughs) No one can agree then. Yeah. I don't Um, don't go to IMDb. But, like, I love her. 
I adored her, like when the she appeared, sun. and I loved the the very um, obtusely subtle manipulation that she just plays through the game. Oh, oh yeah, totally. You does. know, and she just lets he, she lets Derek walk right into her trap, open arms, like, yeah. "Come to me, my pretty. I'm ready to kill you. Because Please she's, play this game for me." Yes. She has done this. before. Yes. Oh yes, she has. That's and that's the thing that like that's, that's what makes her. her fucking delicious and it also sets up the the Chekhov's you know key card because she's yeah. the only possible person who can go up to that floor and actually talk to the boss right she's like the liaison between all of the downstairs yeah and, the peon lawyers right yeah. and and the upstairs people and then basically any in any story like any fantasy story or any kind of story like whoever that person is always turns out to be insane and corrupt and just a total bastard. And it's always delicious to watch them be horrible. One thing that I really, really enjoyed, she, she nailed it. One thing that I really enjoyed was that you, uh, David Ewan also nailed it because when he came in and saw that one guy, Stephen Ewan. Yeah. Derek, Derek, sorry. Derek Cho. Damn it. I was like David Ewan. I was trying really hard. I think he means Stephen. We know. Not sober. Anyway, flashcards. Read the flashcards, Bob. <laughs> so, so Derek, the character, uh, comes in. The man so, sees somebody. Just talk. Just talk. <laughs> just keep talking. This is never going to stop. I know. Sees somebody uh, just ripping into a receptionist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh and yeah. He's like, uh, come here a minute. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Here's video of you having sex with someone who's not your wife. How would you like this to go to your wife? Leave the leave the secretary the fuck alone. Yeah, Nick Kent, he's the actor, and I would have loved to see that footage. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I think this really so he I, made me want a hot dog real <laughs> bad. That is actually. Mm. <laughs> I wanted a corn dog. <laughs> I want I want I want I want a coney dog. I like him. I like him a bit blonde again. <laughs> so um, that's actually a really good. That's actually a really good character moment for uh, for Derek. Though, it totally yes, was. because he is completely dead inside. He is basically aware that he is like a cog in a vast, big, shitty machine. Yes, and yet he's still like kind of honing his dicking people over skills yeah. to put them to to good use. Yes. Right. He's using his powers for good. Well, and Ish. it works out for him. He's using his powers for self-satisfaction. Yeah, there's well, that. And the, tro- the, tro- the truth is, he's still <laughs> using that secretary. Oh, oh she, yeah. She's obviously spying for him, and so yes. he has to keep her good. So mm-hmm. Derek is a good, flawed, like, protagonist because so. he is, up to this point, still very much Oh, willing to play this game sharp and, lawyer, and yeah. do this system. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. I just want to make my money. I'm just going to be happy. And I love the, I love that the movie kind of calls him out on that. Oh, yes. It totally um, does. Um, Melanie calls him out on that throughout the entire movie. Well, you know, and yeah. I will say, I, I love this movie and, I, and this message that's prevalent throughout, which is like the corporate world of making money and doing things um, is evil. To me, it rings a little weird because I want to be like, she was up for foreclosure. Yeah. I mean, when you, I've worked for mortgage servicing. Like, I know what it takes to get to foreclosure. It's not like she just stopped paying yesterday and they're closing on her house tomorrow. Right. She's had, like, months upon months upon months to be able to make arrangements. And she just – she's pushing for more time. Right. So I don't really have well, any see, sympathy for her. I don't think her. the thing is actually – I don't think the foreclosure is her home, though. It is. She talks about it multiple times. Well, yeah. I mean – I, I realize that she talks about it, but I, I was always under the impression that it was like her parents lived there or her grandparents lived there. I mean, she I, doesn't live there. She's trying to help. I, okay, I don't think it makes a difference. I am with you on that. Yeah, because uh, I think and 
I understand and kind of respect what you're getting at with as far as like the, the stuff with the, the details of the mortgage. And, yeah. And the, the, yeah. That's not terribly realistic. It's, yeah. This movie being the video game that it is, it could be, it doesn't have to be a foreclosure. It could be literally anything. It could be. It's the, just that yeah. she is, she is just like meats that is being ground up by this capitalist machine. And I yeah. think the point of it isn't even necessarily that the capitalist machine is evil. It's more that the capitalist machine is a machine and it grinds people up and that's what it does. It machine, does, you know, it's immoral. It's, it's I, and immoral. I get both yeah. sides. Immoral. I yeah. feel like the point of the movie is to be like, everyone should quit their corporate jobs and be painters in a special class. Like, I, and I just, it's one of those moments when I'm like, I just wish this wasn't such a hammer of like the corporate world is evil, mortgages are evil, banks and lawyers are horrible. When I want to be like, there is a system. They did agree to make payments. Like they were given money to get their house. It's not like the bank just showed up and said, this is ours now, you know? So like part of me just wants to be like, I I like it. And this doesn't really affect the movie, but it's a plot in here. Like it's a backbone of this movie that I want to be like, I. While I love the arts and I would love everyone to go to painting classes and I think, you know, the corporate world has many problems that need to be fixed. This movie is kind of like everyone should just be artists and hippies. It is fucking anvilicious. Yeah. (laughs) I will say it is it is uh, it is a very heavy handed anvilicious. I don't think so. Okay, so anvilicious is when a message in a movie is dropped on you like an anvil from a great. Oh, anvil issues. I was hearing Anne. Valicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is a great drag name, apparently. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, I just, yeah, I picked up where you're going with that already. I did. I was. I went for a name for some um, reason. So it is. It is. It is. It's kind of a heavy-handed thing. Um, it is not. The movie doesn't spend a lot of time necessarily moralizing about it. It is a sub. It's definitely a subtext that runs yeah. through the whole thing. It's it, like it's not even a subtle subtext. No, no, it's, no. it's a text. Yeah, no, it's a text. That. Is what it is. Um, it's almost like the clothesline that all of yeah. the good things are hung on. Yeah, but I think I almost, I, I almost, rather than seeing the universal of everybody should quit their corporate jobs, I think it's. Certainly, Derek needed to quit his damn job because well, he was a, miserable. Yeah, he was yes. miserable if, before he. If cut your his job bodies. is making you miserable, find a new job. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's where like there were a whole lot of people in that building who had IE seven virus not come in. They were perfectly happy with what they were doing, presumably. Yeah, Kara, I feel like was having a great life. I don't know. She she probably was, but she didn't look terribly happy. I don't think she's the kind of person who is ever happy. Right, as like yeah. a personality so, trait. She's just like. I am in this for me and for yeah. nothing else. We're getting weirdly philosophical really early. But like, I think it comes down to how you measure success. Well, we're, we're front-loading. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> the second half of the podcast yeah. is me just going like, and then he fucking slashed him through the throat. Yeah! <laughs> but, so, but I think, I think the, that is uh, one of the big themes of the movie is like, how do you measure success? Because very yes. clearly, Derek is measuring his success by how high he climbs in this company, the corner office, all of this stuff. Well, at the same time, that's not exactly fulfilling him in the way that right. he wants to be Because he gets the call from his sister and he's like i can't talk right. to you oh my yeah. god my family is taking second fiddle blah, 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 you know. obviously he should have been like um yeah. an environmentalist lawyer yeah. or right. you know a music lawyer or yeah. foggy instead nelson. of a corporate foggy lawyer. nelson yes um, um he should have been he should have moved to hell's kitchen and helped those people out with his blind lawyer right. psychic and, and i think that's happen. right i think that's that's I think there are, there are indictments of the of the capitalist structure in the yes. movie, and that's part of what makes because it is a revenge fantasy. It is a catharsis. Oh, it, totally it is. is. It yes. is just what this motherfucker needed to be watching uh, this week. No, and I. But I, at the same time, like it doesn't. 
Yeah. It doesn't work on any level deeper than that, as it's, far as I'm concerned. It is still just not, a video game. No, it's not deep at all. No. I'm definitely not giving this depth. <laughs> no. I'm just saying I can enjoy this movie and I can not talk about this ever again because this is all that we need to say about it. Like, yeah. It is just to me a bothersome plot point because it's like, oh, uh, I feel like. You know, there's a lot of good to be done with some of this structure. Yeah. Not every corporate law firm is like a pit of horrific snakes all trying to yeah. kill each other. Some of them truly are. Yeah. But not all of them are. This one definitely was. Yeah, exactly. So, so. it's like, but yeah. it was just, I almost was like, and I wish some of the heavy handedness would have come out after the virus more than like very clearly right. this company was like killing people and really okay with like yeah. obviously yeah. the boss was doing a lot of cocaine even before so we saw cocaine. him doing cocaine so yes much cocaine. i feel like that was my, that's my favorite note about later is like when he just you start seeing him snorting like crazy yeah. is i feel like he just did like maybe two lines a day and once they said it's it's more, better than cocaine he was like i got a whole eighth up there i'm gonna go finish that ball out right. well that was because <laughs> they even said like they even in in the plot dump uh, the CDC plot dump. They're just like, yeah, stimulants, caffeine, you know, any drugs, alcohol, they basically accelerate this shit. And so what do you hear? You see Kara going, Meg, more coffee! And then you yeah. have, like, the boss <laughs> snorting lines oh, on man. camera with the it, CDC. Yeah. Who is like, <laughs> what? Yeah, this more coffee <laughs> in Derek's coffee cup. CDC person was seriously like, I can't, I, uh, I don't know what's You are legitimately uh, snorting cocaine in like, front of me. What? 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 <laughs> The CDC person's like, I have a medical degree. <laughs> I, have to stop. I have to stop that. Please, <laughs> Please wait one moment while we manhandle podcast. I have to end this. <laughs> we can talk about Lester, the Reaper. The Reaper. Oh, he's, that guy. He's the HR firing person. Yes. I, I, I actually... I, I hate him in the most deliciously, like... Yes. I'm not supposed to hate him because he's totally evil because he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bad stereotype, but, like, I love his cane. Yeah. I'm actually real sad that he did not, like, fully murder people with his cane. Right. He like, reminds me of... Um, if he would have, like, ripped a sword whole, out of that cane... The whole fucking samurai, like, let's stop flying nails with my cane. That shit was amazing. Yes, uh, that was... The, um, however, we, have, we should probably move on with more plot before we talk about that more. <laughs> no, because we've passed that point. Almost. Oh, we? Well, we passed oh, yeah, his introduction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, passed, yeah, so. yeah, his introduction is all like actually, yeah, the, the sign. Well, that's the thing. The, the next perfectly thing, manicured, just sign. Yeah, the next yes. piece. The next piece cover just goes because it I is love, just video games. I stuff. love this. Um, there's actually a moment later that I, mm-hmm. I, I have to point out because I love it. It's the same thing as like he. They're basically going to have him sign a document that says he takes complete fault. Yeah, and give him probably like shit tons of like five six hundred thousand. They're going to pay his ass off. Yeah. Oh. And, he was and like, they said rich, which meant which meant that that was well, not five hundred, six hundred thousand. That was millions. I don't yeah. think it was that much. No, it I been think it was. I think based on a line later, which is one of my favorite lines in the whole film, that it was probably about five hundred thousand. Hmm. Which still for Derek Cho, yeah, very good money. Right. Except right. that that's not that's not living the rest of your life money on. No, but, it's I, not. Eh. And, but it and could, he could it's be a good start to live in on the rest of your life. So it actually it actually that was a trap. I mean, if they oh, were, of course, they were, he would have been sued by that corporation for every cent plus, mm-hmm. right? So there was, yep. there was, there was no way, and like, he was smart enough to know it, like, yeah, because like, uh, he's a lawyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, lawyer that never saw that case. Just because they're lawyers does not make them smart. No, it's very true. Plot. He didn't sign it, so. I also loved, uh, by the way, the bull's weird obsession with the brass the knuckles. Brass knuckles. Mm. Yeah. Very strange kind no. of like lovingness so, yeah. about so, the knuckles. So now that we're no longer confused about who the bull is, 
every fucking inch of me. Take it. Take it now. <laughs> Take all of it. Let's go. We're good. I don't normally go for blondes. Let's do this. So Let's did we talk this. about... We talked about when he gets knocked out. We haven't started after, right? He hasn't remet. Uh, that's actually where I was about to jump into. Okay. So um, Derek is locked up with Melanie, who is also infected. I said that already. Yes. Because um, everyone's infected at, at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, they are basically in a, in, a, in a sort of hermetically sealed place with its own climate control. So one person gets it. They all got it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just like the fucking flu at my goddamn office. Which is why I don't sit that close to you. I work from home. He this does. is how I stay healthy. Yeah. Um, Except when he's like right behind me watching what I'm watching on my computer. Yeah. Lurking. Lurking. So Derek and Melanie fight briefly. <laughs> uh, then they sort of, then they decide to work together to escape. Um, Derek Jerry rigs a phone and rats <laughs> they, out his they bosses They decide to, to work together to equally get revenge on their okay. fellow people. Yes. yes. <laughs> totally. Oh, yes. Um, so yeah, Derek Jerry rigs a phone and rats out his bosses to Vandecorp. Enraged and also infected, Towers, the CEO, mm -hmm. sends down security to deal with them. Um, Derek and Melanie overpower the guards. They knock the fuck out of the bull. I don't remember exactly how. It doesn't matter yet. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, they escape and make their way upstairs through the building, now given over to mass chaos, as all uh, of the employees have by now begun to show symptoms of infection. Uh, hence the fucking and the fighting and the shouting and yep. so they work their way upstairs through the building to exact some consequence free revenge motherfucker as my notes say oh yeah yeah oh yeah so first off he jury rigged a fucking phone yeah because not only is he a lawyer but he's a tech he genius he works in tech support too tech yeah. genius <laughs> because taking broken phone parts and turning them into a working phone not simple it's also not that hard yeah Phones are phones are deceptively simple, but you know. So he he gets. Oh, uh, wasn't it also video conference? That's a little different. A little more um, difficult. There was some video the conferencing later at, on. Um, no, the guy at the corporation video conferenced in into the towers. Boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and then they right. got Stephen on the line. Or they got Derek so on the line. See, so Stephen is on the line three way yeah. video conferencing. Because he's like, hi, I called this guy for you, CEO. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the, I, the funny part to me about that is I'm like, uh, that's not helping the firm at all. I don't no, understand. You, he still wanted his job back at that point. Right. He, yeah. he really did. And well, I'm like, again, impulse control. But then yeah. again, at the same time, he also controls his impulses long enough to lay some pretty amazing plans. So he does. Yeah. He is. He has weird impulse issues. <laughs> it's just yeah. I'm always like heightened reality. Go with it. Is like my well, magic wand. Again, this whole episode. Like, <laughs> if, if, if this is an impulse thing, it's probably because of the virus. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna call this guy. I will also. Well, say it that, was the smartest way to get them out of where they were. Yeah, it was. And I will also say that um, I, one of the things that I imagine professionals in general and lawyers in particular are probably better than most at controlling their impulses as a part of their job. Yeah. Is this like a, a poker face kind of thing? He wasn't a trial lawyer. He was a corporate lawyer. All he right. did was write contracts. Right. Yeah, but he much. did uh, but he did basically backstab his way up to a corner office already. So he had some of that shit going. Oh yeah, he's he was still a shark. Loopholes. He was just yeah. loopholes are his, totally his, loopholes his are forte. His thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let that go. Um, yeah, I I enjoy the fact that he, I, I enjoy the fact that Towers and the Nine, mm -hmm. which by the way, they reference them like that, 
even though Towers is the you, ninth you person. Right. Yeah. But you would you would have thought that the rest of the nine would still have like, you know, done some kind of weird mini boss fight thing. No, I, I enjoy the fact that like none of the nine, none of the eight, I guess, because Towers is the ninth. Right. Right. But um are would be lawyers. They would all be yeah. like rich people or other business owners who just happen to be on the board yes. for this company. I don't know why they would make hiring decisions of low-level employees. Right. That's very strange. Yeah, that would be very, very Very strange. strange. However, he is also middle management, so that might have come into play. Cho, Derek wasn't a manager. He didn't have employees. He didn't even have a secretary. The floor had a secretary. Yeah, true. So he he managed no one. He was a low-level. He got an office just because he found that loophole and they rewarded him. Right. Because that's how it works. You make the, you make the firm money, you get... Exactly, and that's yeah. how. But that's how precarious the whole situation is, because then they can just turn around and take that shit away whenever well, yeah. they want for some arbitrary. And they reason. they probably put him under Kara, and Kara immediately was like, "Ooh, and fresh meat," and I just made yeah. a mistake. Right. So that's kind of you know that's the emphasis. I love though that Kara seems to be like a middle manager attorney, who doesn't do anything. Right. But drink coffee. Lots of coffee. And Meg, more coffee. <laughs> Meg. So, um... So we... How far did you get? Did we it did kill? not vary. I basically, like, set it up. They haven't even gotten up to the Reaper's office well, let's yet. get it. This Reaper. stuff just yeah. goes through really fast. Because yeah, this is, again, really it's just things that happen. Yeah. Uh, Derek and Melanie hit the Reaper's office because, again, he has the key that's going to get them up to Kara. Right. To seven. Floor seven. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Level seven. The, the Reaper zone. da 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 Um, The Reaper gives them his key card, but then attacks Melanie. Well, actually, he doesn't just attack Melanie. He attacks Derek, too, because he puts scissors to his fucking head. No, yeah, he... Oh, that whole fight is wonderful. First off, those two, um, Derek and Melanie, just, like, took every single fucking tool they could get their yeah, hands they on. Yeah, including the nail gun. And, and the, the circular saw. saw. Yeah. And the, oh, yes. What I love is they John the Carpentered that scene. They totally did. Yes, but they Straight did. from that short. They John, they John the Carpentered it in a time frame that was a lot more appropriate for yeah. what was going on. But still, like, that was such a, like, yes. I know, I'm sure the, the two are not connected anyway. But yeah. it was still but very was, much yeah. the Batman, well, like, that is, that utility is a very, belt very sequence. well-worn well trope. Yes. So it, it worked very well. It yeah. was, but even, like, the tool and the tool belt and everything. And the, the weird little circular saw and he gives her this the look. The testing and she's like, of the nail gun to make sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, just to make sure it does actually fire nails. Right. Yeah, which they do. Yes. Don't play with nail guns, kids. Um, yeah, they're so also really, much heavier than I feel like yeah. her uh, actress arms could I hold. I feel like she probably got nerfed. Mm. Like handed a nerf nail gun. Oh. Um, so uh, Melanie kills the Reaper with a power saw as other employees on the floor watch and place oh, but, bets. Place bets. They were placing bets they were because betting. that shit was a fucking video game fight sequence. It was. No, yeah, it was. was. Yeah, they disabled your main party member, so you had to switch to your other party member. Right. That's right. Yeah. She's, she's totally Chun-Li. boss. Yeah. She's chun He's whoever the fuck. Well, no, I don't it's know. seriously like Fighter metaphor he's, broke down. He's, he's Mega That's Man. That's all Final Fantasy. And she's, uh, she's uh, the female Mega Man X female person. Know. Yeah. Really, and totally see it as like an action RPG. Action and then up, yeah. I totally wish that they had included like Mega Man soundtrack so that when every time they killed someone, pew, 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 pew. I, I, I all, no, but I really did like expect to see like press triangle, press square, press X, plus, uh, oh, plus yeah. O. So that's actually just through this whole thing. I'm like, um, oh, very actually, God of War. This is a good time to actually bring up because you just mentioned that and we're talking about the video game stuff. There's a lot of Edgar Wright 
in disguise. Yeah, that's you know, why I, I multiplied it by Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. They kind of Scott Pilgrim the fuck yeah. out of this They movie. totally yes. did. It's yeah, like, if they would have included like video game sounds, it would have been... It's yeah. Scott Pilgrim for people who didn't ever own a Nintendo, but played like Doom. Yeah. 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 But yeah. essentially, it's a Scott Pilgrim for me. And uh, and so, like, I... I you know, that, that scene in particular where they're battling the Reaper, battling the Reaper, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that whole scene, nail gun, nail hits desk, scissors through hand, and just the way that that's, the way that that's quick edited together. Right. It's really, really. Oh, it was Total amazing. Edgar Wright, and it's really good. I, I'm like, where's the Wu-Pang wire work shit? No, because that would have totally been... needed it. No. Not that, not for that scene. Wire work? Really? No. Yeah, like it's all not that kind of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Lawyer. Meh, maybe i oh, I, I feel like weird. I liked it that well, I like the fact <laughs> that the Reaper is you know very good with reflexes for having a cane, right? Yes. Yeah, the fact that he caught that nail. I'm was... pretty sure that cane is not for walking. No, the cane is drama. The cane is exactly. It's, it's a drama cane. cane. Yeah, yes, it is. It's a drama. It's 100 percent meant for drama, yeah. right? Because uh, he's 100 percent meant for drama, which is why he relishes firing people. So, <laughs> going from this scene, I do love that at this point, like they got their special item, um, so now they can <laughs> progress to the next they, level. They found the yes. they found the key. Yeah. to unlock mm-hmm. the red door. It's doom. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> um, and they they totally like sent the 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 video. I love that video. They light the Reaper on fire. Uh-huh. Is it actually the Reaper? Yes, yeah. I see his cane. That was his body. His oh, cane fuck. is like yeah. I saw. I just thought it was side. like a bag of like something. I didn't no. know what it was. And, and more was people having back. sex in the background. Yes. Yeah. That was there was fucking going on. And they got and they actually got like a round of applause from everybody. Yeah. Like, they did because they, they lit him on fire. Yeah. Uh, yes. That explains it. So there, there's. Um, yeah, I guess so. It's not just cathartic for for Derek and Melanie, but apparently nobody else really liked those motherfuckers either. No, it's just kind not. of there's kind of a it's kind of a falling down vibe, I guess. A except bit. that falling down was a little more honest. aggressive. And well, falling falling down is also about like kind of that reveal at the end where they pull the rug out from under you and, yeah. real, and like, oh wait, this guy that you were actually kind of cheering for and making as the into the is vessel of your white rage. Yeah, he's actually kind of a racist, and he was going to go murder his wife and child. Oops. Yeah. Whereas in this case, it's you can feel a lot better about rooting for, um, you know, the Asian American man and the woman who go and literally chop their way through the fucking white male corporate hegemony. Exactly. And by the way, this is around the time of my favorite line, which is where um, the boss says they need to put they need to call accounting to get a contract out on Cho's head <laughs> for a hundred thousand, and the the bitch that ends up getting yes. killed by Mich- Michelle, whatever her name is, yeah. goes, "We're talking about killing someone." Melanie. Make it four hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> yes, that was yeah. which I was like, she was really yes. good. Yes, I, lo- yes. I loved her. I, I loved her. I loved every I moment loved- of her. Oh she was God. the most calculating, perfect she bitch ever. She was so yeah. Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. She was yeah. Like, she had her oh, moments. She wasn't quite as uh, Miranda Priestly. Not but, quite, but, but I think I just loved her. Just. She never had that cerulean moment. She was the cruelty level of Miranda Priestley. Just yeah. went beep. Like, well, because everybody in this, everybody in this movie is like really, really cruel, and they're all. That's kind of the point. They're all like using each other and 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 stabbing she, each other. And she's the first woman, though, we've seen because Kara isn't secure in her power. Right. True. Kara is still manipulating mm. for more. Right. This she's person is. The, uh, I don't remember her name, and I don't want to look yeah. it up. So she's completely secure in her position in this yes. company, and is just like. Bring it, bitches. Like, yeah. what? Right. What can you do to touch me? And right. It's an interesting, and that 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 um, that line actually is kind of her, not a heel turn for real, because she's actually just been that horrible the whole time. Yes. Right. But 
she's not really shown it that way. She's portrayed as trying to reel in Towers and get him to like not yes. be so fucking insane. Right. The fact of the matter is, no, she's just as big of a bastard as he is. She's just a little more, a little more yeah. proper. Yeah, she is, she is much more, um, as horrible as this is, she's much more feminine about right. her rage and, and her anger. That is a fun reveal. Yes. And it's and a great I, line. I love her for it, Yeah, because I'm just yeah. like, I love that you are just as horrific and you have no trouble. Like, right. later, the next scene with yeah. her, and it's just... Yeah. It's um, money right yeah. there. It's like it's we're making it rain. So right we're actually heading that away. Um so anyway, they they, so they go to IT. The actually no, not yet because they had they yet. uh they get their key card oh, from the reaper. Oh, they do Kara. That's right. Kara. It's Kara's oh, turn. So Meg. they get up so they get up to <laughs> Kara's level, level 7. Um while they are they are waiting what? for her to come out and they have this conversation which I have to mention not, yeah. not because it's important, but because every interview that I have read with either Stephen Yoon or um, Joe jo Lynch. Yeah, Joe yeah, Lynch. So, yes. Mentions this conversation and its aftermath. Right. Uh, they have that conversation where um, Melanie starts rattling off the names of metal bands, uh, of yeah. which I forgot oh, all the yes. Anthrax. Yeah. And I love Anthrax. Anthrax was the big one. And, and she, she, she even had the right Anthrax too, because it was like early Anthrax when, when Joey was still in the band. Right. Yeah. Fucking props. That's that's good. And and then he comes along as like Dave Matthews band, and she gives him shit. And there's this. Well, the best part is that she says to him, "You're not going to say Dave Matthews band, were you?" And he's <laughs> like, "They're not bad." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was improv. Oh, I love it. Yeah. They they put that together on the fly, and they and and they liked that so much. I mean, they were you know they were just grooving in character. Right. Not only did it make it into the movie, but apparently Joe Lynch spent the next eight months stalking Dave Matthews, trying to get his permission to get a song on the soundtrack. I suspect that he wanted to set the coming massacre to a Dave Matthews song, probably Ants Marching, and it would have been marvelous. Instead, they didn't use that. I think they did use it elsewhere in the movie, and he was thanked in the credits, by the way. Yeah, yeah. so they uh, they do eventually decide to take the fight to Kara, and there's this weird warriors esque standoff. Oh, I love it! Well, the camera work there is first genius. though. It's good. We yeah. have to mention that Kara gives her keycard to Meg to hide. Well, yes. so yeah, Kara. Kara, knows Ta- Kara talks to the boss, yeah. and uh-huh. you see Kara manipulating. I love where she's like, "No, they're gonna come after me," and I love just the heel turn of partner, and she's still freaking out, and she goes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take care of it. Bye. Meg! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what now? That's so, worth it. Okay. Yes, key card goes to Meg. So there's this warriors-ish kind of confrontation. Mm. Um, at which point, the CDC gets a, psychi- gets a psychiatrist on the phone with Derek. Yeah. And so, they so call... Kara has her last little manipulative moment to try and be like, let's get Derek the help he really needs. I know. Kara so slinky. Still so slinky. being the siren. Like, I believe love it. it. I'm like, I love right. it. You were promoted just for your voice, and I love you for you were, it, girl. Because you're not even being subtle. Everyone can see what you're doing. I know. But it, it still works, works, and I don't get it. Right. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I love that speech. Yeah. Where he lists his legal contract out to them. That's, uh-huh. That was the perfect like lawyer edition that's, of like that's the, like Kill Bill, but better. Yeah, that that to me is such a like if a lawyer was going to become a badass and yeah. do quippy talk, right? They would basically state contract law. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and so, so talks break down. You are yes. risking bodily harm. Yes, <laughs> and and property damage. Like <laughs> I love the little things like that where I'm like, yeah. he literally said property damage. Yeah. Like that's if you're not in an industry that deals with that, you would never have said and that. that. Is and that is the point where this movie goes from <laughs> from pretty good to full on just. Balls to the wall, cathartic marvel. Oh yeah, because he's all yes. like, "This is your contract now, kids. 
Yeah, and he puts on somebody has a a a speaker dock that just fits his phone. Yeah, he puts his phone on it, and it's not playing a date. I actually don't remember when he got his phone back because they totally took his phone from him. They did. I I don't remember when he. uh, I think it was actually it might have been when he beat the shit out of the bull because the bull had. I think they they hadn't done that yet. Yeah, they had. No, he doesn't beat up the bull until the end. He beats up other thugs. Oh no, blood holes. No, it was not that the bull got beat the fuck down when he came back down to the basement. No, the bull didn't come down. Oh, that's right. Two other thugs came down. He beats them up, but we never see him get his phone back. It's 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 a kind of like off-screen plot hole. Maybe they right. had his phone and he totally took yeah. it from them because he just suddenly has it for the joke. Sure. Right. When, you know, and what a it, joke. Or maybe he had somebody else's phone and that's why there was no Dave Matthews on it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's the best like Simpsons joke of like, oh, I have a watch now. Let's see what time it is. You know, oh, oh here's my phone. Play this right. music. It's kind of a baby driver joke where he just he I don't know if you've seen baby driver. I have not yet. There are multiple he he the big joke of baby driver is baby wears sunglasses all the time. Oh, okay. And so at one point he's like sitting there in the hideaway with his sunglasses on, listening to his music, and somebody walks up and slaps the sunglasses off his face. The second they turn around, he takes another pair of sunglasses from his pocket and puts them on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, this is, and yes, he does have multiple iPods too. Yeah, just, that's that's the running gag. <clears throat> Maybe he has a whole bunch of phones. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the song is it's a Faith No More song. It's uh, one of my favorite Faith No More songs, and it's marvelous. I'm not gonna lie. In my head. Yeah. The movie doesn't need this, but I would have loved this moment for myself if they would have like plugged in the iPod and like two of hearts would have started. <laughs> that like, would just like something yes. obnoxious, like two of, and they still yes. just do the whole scene. They're yeah. fighting, you know, and you just hear that in the well, background. That's where I was hoping it would be Ants Marching. I, I mean, was hoping it would be a Dave Matthews song. Yeah. That they killed I mean, you guys soon. know the whole meme that goes around. It's like, you're going on a homicidal rampage. What is your iPod playing? I'm oh, like, yeah. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows Sunshine, by Leslie Gore. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows everywhere. And everything is beautiful when we're together. <laughs> Which yeah. actually kind of goes back to uh, Leon the Professional, where I think Gary Oldman's character ends up killing a whole lot of people while listening to Ode to Joy. Probably. Well, and it's yeah. even better was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac who did. Well, I, I mean, it's American Psycho. Yeah, you know, yeah. he puts on, he always Huey puts Lewis. on weird Huey music Lewis, yeah. and ends up killing uh, people. Like, it's funny. I just really wish so, it would have been. So, yeah, it was, it's a weirdly unironic choice of music. Yeah. It works beautifully. Yeah. And the album version of the track, because most of the vocals are removed, the album version of the track, the part that they actually used, the vocals of that part consist of Mike Patton screaming like rhythmically in quarter notes, get the motherfucker on the phone. That's the, the refrain of the song is get the motherfucker oh, is on it? the phone. <laughs> the song is called Motherfucker. Oh my God. It is, it's, yeah. It was, so like, and I'm a huge Faith No More fan because I am old. And so that was a really good moment for me. It was a very lovely cathartic moment that made me so happy. Um, so it was unironic. And yes, I would have, I could have done with a little extra irony there, but the fact that they went with what they went with maybe. So, but I'm also like, she leads out her gang. Warriors oh, come out to play. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally and then she warriors. just like sidesteps the whole thing. Yeah, no, and she's, she's totally like, and Exit stage right. I don't actually fight. I'm just. Ooh. I don't actually fight. I'm just walking <laughs> over here. I think, I think the actual like, Proximity and, like, and her delicious shoes was louder yes. than knocking it over. Yeah, <laughs> I um yeah. No, so my, she did, they all had the women in this movie had great shoes. Even yeah, Samara right. Weaving when she kicks them off for that scene, right? like those were those were wonderful <gasps> nude pumps. Like mm. um, no, this is the point when I should talk about one of my major problems with the movie, mm. actual problems, not like uh, they have a weird you know sense of the right. world that I'm not happy with because yeah. who cares about that in the end? I didn't right. think about that after the opening, right? Uh, that's that's free. Actually, I did love the obnoxious painting that they kept going back to where he was just like, and I really wish that he was like in some like 
um, house in the treetops in Colorado yeah. where just painting alone. You know what I really right. wish? <laughs> I really, because they were cutting back to those paintings and they were reasonably decent paintings. Yes. I wish when they cut back to him at the end, his painting was shit. Yeah, it was like that was, it was like stick figures, that like, would have like been the funny. one that the boss did at the beginning. That would have been motherfucking funny. Actually, we <laughs> we totally went right past it. But when he drew the boobs on the, the yeah, stick yeah. figures, oh my god, yeah, favorite moment of that, that so early good. of that opening. I was just like that. I cannot believe. Right. I love and cannot believe. Also, yeah. she did not have boobs that big. Come no, on, she man. Did not. No, although but, I'm pretty sure that she paid for the ones she got. Oh, I'm, yeah, she's probably born the character, with the not the actual bites. actress. Probably the actual actress. No, 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 the actual actress, I'm sure she's probably an A cup and that's fine. But I'm like, the character would have paid for that A cup. She'd been like, no, I need to be lean. If you're paying for boobs, you don't get an A cup. The if character might have. You know what I bet happened? I, if I would bet, I bet Kara would have paid to have him reduced. Reduced. She could have. I would have seen that. The actual, yeah. But no, my actual thing that I'm complaining about is the sound design and music in this movie. I love that we're complaining about sound design while I'm pouring coffee. Of I'm course. trying to keep it under the table. <laughs> and this always happens, but... No, so just the, the, the utter lack of silence. The fact that it is like yeah. sound cues into techno, into mm-hmm. pop music, into sound cues, into techno, into... into yeah, and it's just like, I like it most of the time, but there were serious moments when I, like, I, I paused in my head and I was like, this is monotonous. Like, yeah, I yeah. would have loved... Just a break. Yeah, this movie doesn't really. It take doesn't any give breaks. you breaks. No. The only yeah. the only break is that Dave Matthews conversation. And yes. the sex scene. That's a break. Yeah, the, that was the a one in the very very beginning. No, no the one between Melanie. Oh, Derek, yeah. Derek and Melanie do actually have sex. They at one do. Point. I just I really was just checked out for that sex scene. I did not need it. We actually, I kind of needed it. Yeah, we probably. Did. I Which was is weird because so... that actually I think that's supposed to be like a character moment where they where because like Derek actually is kind of. He's been schmoovin' on her the whole time. Yeah, and I, yeah. I didn't need them to fuck. No, I, mean, I, no. I was happier with their relationship. Like, I would have been happier if, like, after he did his really terrible stick figure painting we saw at the end, if he, mm. like, went and got in bed with her and then they started fucking to credits. Right. That would have worked better to me than this, like, in the middle, we're just going to have a sex scene where I'm I like... I think, honestly, eh. like, they didn't need to fuck in the, in the movie at all. They didn't um, really no. need it, but it but was also indicative of the virus, like, and I, I kind of get it. I get that, eh, what but I don't get, because not, that doesn't seem to really play into either of these two... They should have just fucked uh, Broad right character away. types right. that, they, that they've created. Yeah, they should have, like, woke up and fucked. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Like, should have been where after. It, See, where it was was, like, you kind of saw him break down mentally, yeah. right. and you kind of see her not knowing what to do, and it's kind Comforting, and I was just like, I don't need this. This is that cutscene that I skipped. And it kind of did remove any agency she may have had. No, she had agency. Well, well, she, true. I think well, she chose to pity fuck him. She did to head off the conversation about consent. Neither of them were legally able to consent. True. That is, in and fact neither very of true. them, and neither of them was really in any position of dominance over the other. So, yeah. the yeah. consent he conversation was, is like perfectly e- pretty easy to have. Yeah, they were both just fucking. They were both completely it. virus. Yeah, but yeah, no. If 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 we're gonna give them virus consent, she totally pity fucked him. She yes. Did. Yes. She did. Like she that was. That. She totally was like, yeah. "Oh, you need this to get you back on track. Let's do it." What's strange right. about that is because, like, I like the nature of their relationship because even like when they're getting along, um, it reminds me a lot. Actually, um, it's that I'm skipping ahead a little kind bit. of fun relationship. Well, it's, yes. it's an adversarial relationship. Yes, it's a good naturedly adversarial yeah. relationship, but it's still very adversarial. Kind of like the one I have end. with my husband. And you just moments where we cut the music and we let the characters who, again, 
not a lot of acting in this. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a lot of scripting, even. Like, yeah. they kind of, everything they said and did was very purpose-driven. <laughs> there wasn't yeah. a lot of emotional acting. The one moment of emotion is right before the sex scene, and right. I would have cut that. Not yeah. not necessarily to gainsay your, your comment about the acting, because you're right, there's not anything, there's not much by way of acting going on. Yeah. But there is, in here. there is a tone that has to be struck for this movie to work. Mm-hmm. And both of these two kids nailed it. They do. No, Samara, and I, Samara Weaving and, 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 uh, and Stephen Young. They did. They were I, the right I, actors. See, here's yes. the thing. I don't know how, I, and maybe this is just weird things in my head. I don't know how, any, how anybody could go to work for probably the three months that it took to film this movie. Probably not. No, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not even that. No. But for I, an extended I, period of time, at most a month. I'm giving them a month. Uh, it's still an extended like period. three sets. Yeah. It's still an extended period of time. You're coming into work every day, being angry at everything because that is your job at this point. Yeah, I don't know how any person could handle that mentally, unless they're just. I just I'm getting out all of my rage at everything, and I'm going to do it on film. Yeah. So I mean, there's a little Stanislavski to that. Um, so we're talking about wearing on someone. Stanislavski and method acting. I don't feel like this is a good example of method. I'm, I'm in the <laughs> Alex camp. Yeah, yeah this isn't. <clears throat> I mean, because Stephen Jung and Samara Weaving don't give a performance that is as uninhibited as everyone else in the movie. Right. Because they have to carry the plot. They There's do. not a lot of plot. Yeah. The plot is, you know, move from point A to point B. But if they get too uninhibited, we don't move from point A to point B. Right. We just go yeah. crazy. It derails everything. Like, so we a... do what the boss did. So they're not... They are the least infected of the infected. Because they're yeah. the protagonists. Right. And it kind of... That's, that's script writing. They yeah. didn't have an easy way to write them from point A to point B without doing this video game level system of yeah. like, we have to find the key, we have to get to the level. Oh no, the key was destroyed. We have to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more of... Find the secret entrance. Probably. I think yeah. what it is is they cast people that have a snarky energy. Yeah, Samara Weaving. Every time we see her, she has this perfect snarky energy. God, she can. A, she's also very high energy. She is, and she yeah. can act around her snark. The babysitter yeah. was a different kind of snark yes, than yeah. this character is, but it's the same energy. And Glenn was a different kind of snark yeah. than this. And other Stephen Jung roles that I've seen him in, he has a general like he's that snarky motherfucker. Right. And so they cast people on purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a movie where the writer went. This is a character kind of like Stephen Young did this role, and this is a character like this person, and then they just got those people. Yeah. Right. And they're very stylized performances. And these every, are not reality. Besides right. these two, everyone is a caricature. Oh, and course. they're being done by marvelous character actors. Yeah. Like these are all character performances. I love Kara to death. She has one dimension. She's a vicious man eater out to um, make her career better. The boss, mm-hmm. Stephen Brand? Yeah. Um, yeah, the towers, same thing. He yeah. has he has one mode, and that is unfucking hinged. Yeah, right. Megalomaniacal. Yeah, and he was unhinged before the virus. And that's the kind of thing. So, yeah. That's the kind of thing where, as an actor, you you're basically like, I get to get a paycheck, and I get to choose scenery and have a good time. Yeah, this yeah. movie is so. This it, is the kind of thing everybody takes. For it, fun. This this wouldn't yeah. be cut, and everyone's like going home feeling like, oh, I did so much violence today. This isn't like filming yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah. Where everyone's right. going to be like, we did some really heavy shit today. They're going to cut, and they probably have miles 
of Blooper. What's right. his face? The Reaper goes to smash the scissors. The scissors bounce off the table. And then, like, Samara, Samara Weaving tries to catch them and right. throw them back at him. And they just <laughs> kept this footage. That's exactly what's going to happen during these set right. moments. These people were having fun. Oh, they totally were. I, I it's could, a very infectious kind I, of energy. Yeah. That comes and I through. feel like, like, Stephen Brand, you could have given him, like, two words per scene, and he just riffed. Yeah. Every oh, yeah. moment of dialogue could have just been him riffing, and I would have believed it. If his scene would have literally been, say something snarky, dot, 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 I'm like, yeah, he's fine. He'll yeah. do it. And this is like, they just. Spaghetti yeah. with lots, lots of, of sauce and yes. <laughs> All the sauce and cheese? I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same fucking thing. Yeah, you know, some people can't do that on screen. Right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. the only people who actually don't really chew the scenery is mostly Stephen Young and specifically Samara Weaving. Right. Right. They do not get a chance to really like he gets one get major like, monologue. They, I think they each they each get one big cathartic moment because his is that monologue where he reads where he reads the legal disclaimer right before they fucking yeah. lay waste to mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when he's talking to the shrink. That that whole dialogue where he's like telling I, I want to fight. I want to fuck. I want to kill somebody. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that the shrink. Is this moment. I love the shrink yeah. too is like, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Melanie Smart Weaving's um, moment in that comes later in the film. It's not as good as his. No. But it, she does She does get one. And she gets. To- it's because they have to be more grounded so that we stay with them. Right. Yeah. We follow that journey. Exactly. Um, <laughs> speaking of the journey. So yeah, um, when last we visited them, they had beat the shit out of uh, out of all of those fucking office cronies. Mm-hmm. They corner Kara in her office. Oh yeah, god! At which point they sit down and have this weird little negotiation. Kara agrees to give them her card. I don't remember what he does to convince her. Doesn't really matter because Meg put the card in the microwave he, and burned it to a crisp. I think he promised her her life. Yeah. yeah. What I love though is that Kara doesn't miss a beat. Talks about the destroyed card for a significant amount of time she oh before she finally breaks. Yes. And actually, because generally with movies, I don't try to think ahead of them. I go with the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed a lot of that because I was not fully getting that the card was destroyed. Right. I really or, thought, or thinking ahead to first, it. At first I thought that was a fast one that Kara had pulled. Like, there's your card. That's what I was thinking too. She, yes. she and actually, because she, she held it for a minute. She did. She, she did it long enough to the point where you see her break and you're like, oh shit. And then you're like, what the fuck, Meg? <laughs> and then you realize that Damn it, Meg. Towers got to Meg, or yeah. or Meg went to Towers, one of the other. One of the two, yeah. Uh, and she basically got... Uh, yeah, she, Meg actually blew Towers. She sirens probably. the siren. Yeah, basically. And what I love is, actually, the missed point is I really wish we totally would have gotten like a really gory, bloody, like Meg just eviscerates oh, Kara. Yeah. Which is actually what she does. She kills her with scissors. She does mm-hmm. a little bit. I think they kept it... The only reason that it makes sense for them to not show it is simply the fact that it's not... It's not either Derek or Melanie doing the killing. And I know, but it just would have been such a wonderful, gory this, moment. It would have yeah, been, yes. But this been. movie is specifically concerned with Melanie. their shit. Yep. I know, but it would, it's Meg's revenge moment. Oh, Give I know. Meg her moment. Yes. Although I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for Meg. I don't really like I Meg. Oh. In any, I'm not in any sure sort Meg of survived either. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy Meg's performance. I enjoy Meg the way I enjoy drag queens, where I'm just like, I love and hate yes. you all at the same yeah, time. Absolutely. So, uh, so now we come to the part where the screenwriter is like, well, we need to have our long, dark midnight of the soul. And they realize that their plan has been thwarted. They don't have a card, so they have to try to figure out what's going on. I think that's when the sex scene Yeah, happens. then they yeah. fuck. Which they is fuck. a very insincere... It's a really insincere mid... They fuck, then they go to IT. Yeah, yeah. they do. Hello, episode title. They, they, fuck, <laughs> they fuck, and then uh, orgasm allows his brain to think about, oh, 
IT can help us. These yeah. pipes are clean. <laughs> so yes, uh, they go to the IT department, which consists of a single employee. And I think I read somewhere that that's actually Joe Lynch. Probably. It looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, IT department, they uh, come up with a weird scheme to hack uh, board member Irene Smythe, she of the $450,000 quip, um, to convince her to come down to the employee floors. Um, I enjoy, by the way, IT's guy's moment. Yes. Because he is raging to the pipes alone oh, in his IT office. That, by the way, he is. is completely realistic and it not is. heightened whatsoever. IT guys he, are that fucking big. Yeah, and he's just we not going to leave his office. We really are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, enjoy I used him. to work IT. We will fucking cut oh, you. Oh, yeah, we've all worked yeah, don't IT talk here. To, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, unfortunately, I worked in IT support, so I always had to deal with people. I'm like, God damn oh, it. You're yeah. lucky I'm fucking I patient. I, I worked at home IT support. Ooh. <laughs> So, IT guy yeah. gets uh, blackmailed, basically, into right. um, hacking into, what's her name? Irene Smythe. Irene Smythe's computer. Yeah. He didn't take a whole lot of convincing. He really no. didn't like no, really Once he found out that she was the target, he was like, oh, yeah, I got some shit on her. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to murder her for a while. I Hickety, know. Hickety. I enjoy that whole exchange. Like, what was she doing? What inhibition rage was she working on files in her office for? I don't know. She she is also my. Maybe she just has that much control. She, she's my person who uh, she's just read she the looks, script of the episode yeah. because she totally goes from the boardroom to her office to work on her computer back to the boardroom. Yeah, as she feels like she just walks in and out of this boardroom whenever she feels I'm, like it in yep. this movie. She's like second in command. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, um, I still expect to see her in a big hat and epaulets <laughs> going to a church. No, just like giving speeches to the masses. Oh, that kind of hat. Yeah, that kind of hat. Dictator hat. I was Muammar Gaddafi hat. I think she was going to a Baptist church to praise oh, Jesus. No, Gaddafi mm. hat. So um, Smythe agrees to give Derek her key card in exchange for being given Melanie. Why she wants Melanie, I don't know. Because that's because who she's going to let her rage out on. Yeah. I guess. She's going to uh, purge herself on me. Melanie. Right. So, you have inconvenienced um, me. Purge time. Derek exactly. agrees and ties Melanie to a chair. Um, and then there's this whole... After conveniently taking all of the screws out of the chair. Yes, and, yeah. yes. And, which and, Irene did not notice because yeah. that's a very fast process. Yeah. And also, and he and he lets movie. her know by kissing her and slipping one of the bolts into her mouth. Delicious. Very sexy. It's a weird thing. It's a very... And actually, the moment when Irene, obviously having read the script again, looks yes. directly at his clenched hand as if that's important... Yeah. So that he can open it and show her. What's well, like dropping the bullets, like as you're chasing somebody down a down oh, yeah. a country road. Right. Well, I mean, she was literally insane. Yes. Yeah. They just are infected by a rage virus. <laughs> Fair well, enough. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, tink to tink tink. Yeah. Oh, and here she comes up behind you in her last scene of the movie. No, she's in the end. She well, just yeah, she, up in the end. she flicks him off in the painting class. Right, yes. right, right. But uh, that is in also... In good scene. In the so, movie. yes, she... Uh, so, <laughs> Melanie gets to kill Irene. That's fun. So, um, meanwhile, on the top floor, Towers offers Derek a truce in the form of a partnership, which Derek refuses. Um, they battle. I mean, because he literally just sent battle. out, like, you know, 
the, the little devil's minion sexy girls. Sign and you'll get me. It really is. We'll suck your dick. I'll help. Oh. <laughs> it's really fun. We're pretty and we're going to make you sign. And that is very, again, that's very Scott Pilgrim. I love that they were all drinking champagne too. Oh, yeah. like, what I love about that is though, we've already had the tell where she already told him any contract I sign right now, I'm just going to claim was void because exactly. I wasn't under my own control. And, exactly. And well, again, Towers wouldn't have known that. That she had told him. It's that. true, but yeah, but that's that's one of those things where I'm like, I, that was a good moment. It's a very good, it's a very good point. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Smashing off of the champagne flute to make an improvised knife out of was really good. Makes me very happy. I like that the, he hired the sexiest assassins. It's oh, like, totally have yes. you ever seen Assassination Classroom? I have. Yeah, the really? super like all titties. The busty American yeah. teacher, bitch yes. sensei. Yes. Yeah, bitch sensei. I love bitch sensei. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but I think I want to see Assassin- it. Yeah. Assassination. You should see Assassination's Classroom. Fucking amazing. It, they basically this one character is hired because she is like an ultra assassin, mm-hmm. basically because she speaks like 15 languages. So she seduces men because she's all tits and blonde hair. <laughs> all tits and blonde hair. She seduces men and then kills tits. them. Oh. And, uh, so the the person she's trying to assassinate is not strictly speaking human, so it does not work. Oops. And Guy is afraid of tits. Yeah. Guy and, is afraid of tits. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they, that is a moment. Um, <laughs> but her name is like something vich. And in Japanese, v and b yeah, are very much close. the same syllable. So they all call her bitch sensei. <laughs> Yeah. Or in the dub, they call her Professor Bitch, which makes much less sense. But Bitch Sensei is funnier. Bitch Bitch Sensei. sensei. Because they all say it like they're like, Bitch Sensei. (laughs) And then they all admit to her, they're like, Oh no, we knew that wasn't your name. We just thought it was a better name for you. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're a bitch. Yeah. Um, She's the best bitch. Just like these two bitches who kill each other. Right. So and Derek and Derek and Towers fight to the death, and uh, at one point there's this very Roman gladiatorial kind of thing where the remaining eight of the board have to give him permission to slaughter, uh, yes, to, sl- to kill Towers. He throws him over the rail. It wasn't a thumbs death. down. No, it was. A, it was a thumbs crazy. to the side. Yes. Um, the board then offers Derek Towers' old position, which he's like, because that's totally going to work. Um, and yeah, so, low level attorney. He, I guess, he did like murder his way to the top. Yeah. Truly, and they were, and style. To be fair, they were literally unruffled by any of this. Okay. They're like completely. Well, all right, let's hire him. Yeah, they're like, let's sit back down. Where was the champagne? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he accepts. Uh, he accepts the position. He accepts the position after the eight hours has elapsed. It's true. That's yeah. Important. Oh, that's okay. They Fair can't because they only had like twenty five minutes when oh, before he went right. up to the level, and then the last minute the guy got killed. Yeah, okay. the last minute was the fight with towers. So again, video game logic. Yeah, he yeah. totally did. Like, by the way, push him off several levels mm-hmm. of flooring into an already existing puddle of blood, where we totally do can see him explode into. Right. Blood. Yeah. Um, oh, he's pretty. So yeah, he accepts the position, signs away whatever legal MacGuffin. The, yeah, he got rid of the foreclosure, which yeah, yeah. Or, or gave her the extension. I don't right. know. I don't care. I, I feel like at it's, some point they he, he's, he solves her problems and they, then quits his job. Yeah, they right. totally Star Trek language their way through this mortgage. Where yeah. if the, the 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 attorney signs this form, your mortgage goes away. Yeah. Which I'm like, right? What? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't even care anymore. So yeah, just. just <laughs> Reroute power from the mortgage to the dilithium crystals. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Just, just fuck. Need, I don't care. Can we, we need, just can we just wrap up the storyline? We, yeah. we need yeah. forty-seven yeah. ounces of dilithium from that fourth planet to the right, which has a carbon-based atmosphere. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Who wants to breathe carbon? 
they have special suits that transfer the carbon into oxygen <laughs> through an external <laughs> matrix of filters. Yeah. Yes, so, because I can start their language as long as we from need. From lead to gold worked as well. <laughs> so this whole coup, as as inexpertly played as Derek was to get himself into this position to begin with, he won't. I mean, because he let the he let the siren just walk all over him. Oh, he couldn't do a damn thing about it. Well, to be fair. She walked all over him before he even knew he was uh, right. in the game because he wasn't. He didn't. He was not aware of that case. It was just yeah. He, it was her case that he she flipped into him. There right. was literally nothing that he could have done. I mean, not there's this there's a scene early on where um, Ewan kind of goes, "Okay, here's what we need to do. We need to like do this and this and this and this and this, and then take it upstairs, and then maybe we have a chance. And then you find out, oh wait, he already took it upstairs. Yeah, and right. at that point he was like, okay, well you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the truth of the matter is. He had nothing. He wasn't, he was, he was fucked. She had done that to so many people before him. It oh, was yeah. never going to end any other way but that. And that's, I mean, the firm just needed a scapegoat. Right. right. They, they had to deal with this. So the fact that the siren is well known for giving you an, an easy scapegoat is mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Yeah. No. I see, th- I, even with knowing that he had, he had no choice. He, there was no way he was going to get out of it at all. Right. I still kind of see that he had a little bit of imposter syndrome going on, like through the conversation with his sister at the beginning of the film. He's like, I don't kind of really want to be here at all. But so he kind of flailed himself into a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, got it. This is what we're doing. Decisive. Boom, 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 boom. Gets the shit done. I think he was always... And did it right because he waited Mm. until that timer was up to do the shit that needed to be done. I... Well, this is... I think this is more of a a, a wish fulfillment fantasy than... Yeah. I'm not sure that I I think of it on on those terms uh, just because of... I think that those are... He leveled up. I guess. He did level up. <laughs> yeah. we, well, we, he beat the final boss, so we saw the ending cutscene. Right. right. You had to have everything had to be wrapped up with a neat little bow because that's the kind of movie this is. Yeah, yeah and true. we'd been getting hints of that artist thing right. mm-hmm. for the whole movie. So we had to cut to the moment when he right. did quit his job. He says the words, I quit. Yeah. So I think we're good for ratings at this point. Are we gonna... Yeah, what do you think about yeah. it, Bob? So, um, again, I adore this movie. I mean, having been in the corporate world and, and, you know, seeing how that goes, a lot of this plays true. This, like I, like we said earlier, this is completely volitious. We know that this shit goes on in corporations. We do. I know. And volitious. I just hear the draft name now. So <laughs> really yeah. Is. yeah. <laughs> it, it is being smacked with a brick wall of corporate America. It, it is the whole so, wall. The whole wall. All yeah. of it. Anyway. I thoroughly enjoy this movie. It, you know, plot holes and all. It's fine. I, I'm going to give it probably a solid three out of five nail guns. Nice. I I also just absolutely loved the movie. I went up and down. I really did. Where there were moments when I was real done and I thought I was going to hate it and I just wanted to stop watching. And there were moments when I was really, really happy and did not even notice the time going by. And I think part of that was the music and how it never stopped. And part of that was that this was just joyously fun Mm -hmm. and just had a couple of weird hiccups, like that sex scene, weird hiccup, and things like that where I'm like, this could have used a little bit more polish, but for what it is, it's really good. I love the characters. I love the character acting. I think everyone did a good job in this movie from beginning to end. I think a couple extra million 
could have zapped this up with another writer to just go through and fix some little things or another person on set to help say, hey, this could be a funnier joke. Like if when during that, you know, warrior scene, if they really had picked just the most obnoxious, like not metal music to play or made her come out with like staplers on her fingers. Uh, I I think the explicit reference would have ruined the joke. Actually, I think I think in some ways I think a a little bit more explicit. I I think it would have been funny if it seriously would have played something funny. They would have started and she would have stopped it and been like, come on. And she would like hit next, and then it was the right song. Right. Oh so, yeah, I actually would have been fine with setting it to the inappropriate music. Yeah, That's fine. Like the, doing the actual explicit. Um, oh, the stapler fingers. The David Patrick Kelly. Uh, the bottles. Beer bottles. Or yeah. Yeah. Bottles and fingers, yeah. Turning it into a, into something referential. Uh, I mean, there was still plenty of reference the vibe, in this movie. Well, the, but that vibe was already there in the scene. Yeah. So I think making an actual reference out of it kind of. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, some references are good, some references are bad. Yeah. yeah, And that's what I think. I think this movie is fantastic for the way in which it was made and how it was made and how it's being distributed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, a couple more million, a couple other eyes, either on the script, <clears> on the set, on the yeah. editing. I think we could have pumped this movie up yeah. to another level. I think you're right. This is What's on the screen is there because that's what they could afford. Yeah. And I don't think he had a whole lot of money to work with. Here. Exactly, yeah. And I don't think Joe Lynch tends to get a lot of money to work with. I hope this movie will lead to Joe Lynch getting yeah. more money to work with. I think, too. yeah, I think, um, I don't think he needs 20 million. I don't think we need to give him too much necessarily, yeah. but right. I I'm, just think. Because he, he has shown that he's efficient with what he's got. Yeah, what so they need to do is get his ass like a, a, a Bloomhouse budget. Something, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like give, him, give him four. Yeah. Give him four, send him off to Eastern Europe and he could do something really amazing. Exactly, okay. something like that. But I mean, so I, Problems aside, most of the problems do not take away from the joy of this movie. Just the right. the utter, like, just abandon. And the best parts of uh, Belko Experiment are here. Yeah. And this movie just plays them all the way, where Belko went back and forth. Right. It tried to be serious and jolly, and serious and jolly, and go right. back and forth, which right. I appreciate Belko Experiment more for what it was. I wouldn't put these two together more than I think they're like two riffs on the same theme. Right. Yeah, this is like, you know, this is much more of a pop jazz, and Belko was like a, a contemporary, you know, modern minimalist jazz, where it's like sometimes it's really weird, sometimes it's, you know, you can hum along. Yeah. Right. They're both different kinds of riffs. So, I mean, I would give this movie a solid, pretty much the same rating as Bob. I would give it a solid three Samurai Canes out of five. Nice. Yeah. I loved this movie. This is one of those movies where um, I almost wasn't even going to bother with the synopsis just because literally once you have the setup, things just start happening. And this is a movie that gets by on its momentum and it has a lot of momentum. Completely. Um, It starts moving and it really doesn't stop except for that little hiccup where they have to have their long dark night of the soul because apparently that's how screenplays get written now. Um, (laughs) Apart from that, this movie doesn't let up. It doesn't take any breaks. It just keeps fucking going. It is paced like a video game. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. paced like a really good shooter. It has those kind of cathartic payoffs, like a good shooter. Um, it has a really, really good sense of humor and a really consistent tone. Mm-hmm. So, the, no, this is this is, uh, this is is not a classic for the ages, but it is a fucking lot of fun. Uh, it, to that end, I will give it four out of five nail guns, but they actually shoot like press-on nails. <laughs> <laughs> and they're already, they're already painted red rum. Aww. Damn it, that's another episode. <laughs> so, on that note, um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, lay eggs in our brain, tell us we're fired. 
Um, email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at candyrazorbob. You can find us on Facebook by searching for uh, Candy Coated Razor Blades or on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. And you can reach me on Twitter at ZanmanHorrorFan. That's X-A-N-M-A-N HorrorFan. And you can email me personally at PodcastHorror at gmail.com. And those random people who have recently followed me, if you are following me because of the podcast, make yourself known. Otherwise, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I don't get it. I need and, an adult. And as always, thank you for listening. We love you unconditionally, mostly. Uh, you know who you are. I have conditions. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Share it with a homeless guy. Actually, don't do that. That's kind of condescending. No, if he has a phone, <laughs> totally tell him where to find our show. Oh, yeah. Hey. He can listen to it on the street. That's like free advertising <laughs> and entertainment. Yeah. Oh, I haven't thought this through. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> that's like there, someone made a plan once in New York I was gonna say yeah Just, I, uh, make all the homeless people Wi-Fi hotspots I have, oh my god <laughs> I have I have no I have no social media presence so. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.